Hey, it's Lauren. Thank you so much for listening to The Afterlight. Enjoy the episode. This episode has been brought to you by The Afterlight Institute. The Afterlight Institute is a community of teachers and students seeking to expand their spiritual gifts and their inner wisdom on the road to illuminating their forgotten selves. Offering online courses, in-person retreats, live events, online expositions, and more, the Afterlight Institute is a safe and inclusive space for all. To learn more, head to theafterlightinstitute.com. Lauren Grace here. Welcome to the show. My guest today is Shireen Campbell. She is an astrologer, a shamanic practitioner, a Reiki master teacher, a timeline meditation and crystal healer who has been fortunate enough to see thousands find their inner guru. For this reason, she has made it her life's work to guide others towards a greater awareness of themselves and a sense of power over their own well-being. Beautiful. Her vision is to live in a world where people understand the power they have to create the life of their dreams by just changing their relationship with themselves. That made me feel so emotional when I said that, Shereen. Okay, let me keep going. She started My Little Magic Shop as a response to this vision after spending 14 years as a corporate retail executive at major companies, including Saks Fifth Avenue, Macy's, Vince, and Century 21 department stores. Taking her immense experience building multi-million dollar businesses, she's ready to tackle wellness in an authentic way. She's joining me today to talk about tapping into your inner wisdom, creating the life of your dreams. We're going to talk about the powers of crystals and what is timeline meditation. Shereen, welcome to the show. Thank you for being here. Of course. I'm so excited to join you and to make this happen. We have all this good energy happening right we now. Do. So Thank you. We do. Our listener at home doesn't know this, but you know, I do record my episodes in advance. It's just a, it's a way of being organized, frankly. And we're recording this. You want to tell them, Sheree? Yeah, it's the last 222 day of the next 200 years. <laughs> Not a big all this thing. energy, all this energy. I love it. <laughs> That's right. So I'm in Australia, but Shireen is in the States. And so it's 02-22-2022, which is just so awesome. And uh, my number, my favorite number is actually 22 too. So it's even better. Wow. It's beautiful. I mean, like the whole 222 sequence is pretty awesome. Like it's, you know, it's based on the number two, which is all about duality and all about, you know, opposites and polarity and like us being able to be in this time period where there's so much division in the world and like so many big differences. I feel like it's so fascinating that that is like the time we're in, but it also gives us this really amazing opportunity to be able to learn compassion and be kind to each other and listen more and like understand differences and you know have conversations like I think that that's so important so I'm like oh I'm like yes let's do it and there's two of us and we're going to rock out and have a great conversation tonight yeah we definitely will and I will say as well that you know one of the reasons I think I got emotional when I read your bio was because when ever since I was a teenager I've always felt like it was my inner calling 
to help empower people to find their own power. And I love speaking with someone like yourself who feels a similar calling to that too, because I think that, you know, there are so many people out there who are, I don't want to be dramatic in the sense of saying living half lives, but they're just not fully realizing you know, who they can be and stepping into their power. And so I can't wait to explore a little bit about your journey and how it got started and how, you know, even backing your big idea and opening my little magic shop must have been difficult for you. But before we get into this entire journey, why don't we talk about spirituality and where that journey began for you? Have you always been connected to spirit? Was this something that you had to learn over time? Did you have to experience the da, 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 dark night of the soul that some of us do? Tell me a bit about yeah. your story. <laughs> <laughs> Devin, yeah, I- <laughs> that's exactly what it is. You know, um, I will say that I was a very, um, I want to say like peculiar kid. My mom doesn't like me saying weird. Look, like I'd like to, I just say weird. She's like, that's a weird word. And I'm like, whatever, you know what I mean? But like, I was like the kid that like, as soon as I could learn how to read, I would like hide and like read the book of revelations <laughs> in the Bible because like I, you know, growing up um, in a Christian household, that was also like my mom's an immigrant. So she's Jamaican. So grew up like, you know, pretty open to things spiritually but also pretty religious but I was always the kid that was like what happens after people die like Mm, (laughs) and you know I feel like um and then my mom will tell you that she said when I was like nine or something that I had wrote her a letter explaining why we don't get along because she's a Capricorn and I'm a Libra (laughs) and (laughs) I didn't think I should clean my room because (laughs) we can't see eye to eye on this and I'm like oh my gosh that's nuts but I feel like as a kid you know I was just very curious but always really curious about like the bigger life issues types of stuff and then of course what happens is like as you start to go through life um, you start to, you know, have these emotional experiences. And so um, I lived in Jamaica for two years, which was like a pretty emotional experience being away from my family um, and kind of like almost went into a little bit of a depression there when I was there. And I was really young, like, like 10 years old or 11 years old. And I remember being, you know, a bit um, just having a hard time. And so then I came back to the States was totally fine, you know, then finished school, went off to college. And then of course, after I finished college, I had my first broken heart. And it's like, you know, the pain in your chest, like, I don't know if there's any, yeah, it's (laughs) terrible. (laughs) And so I was like, oh my God, I don't want to get depressed again. This is horrible. What can I do? And so, and then I'm like, so I went on this whole, like, well, why do people suffer in the first place? Like, what's the point of a broken heart? And that actually, like, you know, I will credit that person now that like, that was really the beginning of my deep exploration into spirituality. Mm -hmm. And then from there, um, I started studying Kabbalah for a bit and then learning Kabbalah actually really provides a huge foundation of most of my spiritual belief system as I feel like it it's pretty like all encompassing but um, I also rediscovered my love of astrology and so that like you know became like the love of my life and then you know from that point on just started aggressively studying taking classes and then 
um, after, you know, getting pretty decent at astrology, um, cause I feel like you practice it for the rest of your life. Like you're always going to be practicing it, but I got pretty good at it. And then I started to be really curious about other healing modalities. And so around this time, I started to realize that through my astrology work, you know, when speaking with people, I realized that, you know, a little pep talk goes a long way, you know, and like, there's people that, you know, have so much power and everyone I think has so much power and so much they're capable of so many things like have all these wonderful dreams but it's like we have so much like conditioning and programming that it's really hard to access that Mm -hmm. and so you know I feel like I wanted of course I got into healing to work on my own stuff but then you know with any good thing you experience you want to share it yeah of course and sometimes too much I remember when I first read Eckhart Tolle's work and I was like to anyone that would listen to me I got to tell you about the power of now okay it's (laughs) to to a point where it kind of went okay Lauren you you're actually preaching just like let it go and so you know sometimes people do need to find their own way though don't they yeah Yeah, it's definitely true. You know, it's so funny. Like I was, you know, I started this journey a little bit sooner than some of my friends. And now they're all like, this is, this is the stuff we talk about now. But back then they were like, oh man, you again. But then like, you know, as I started to go through things with their lives, they would be like, hey, Shereen, so what do you think about this? And you look at my chart, you know, and like, then it became, it, it, it became less weird and more cool and like more just like, another thing another reason for them to you know love me but I just thought it you know it was funny at first you know did you read the mastery of love like <laughs> a new book every time like oh my god now no more of your books <laughs> I've got to say I have so much mad respect for people who understand astrology to the certain levels that you know that you would because I find it very challenging to kind of remember everything and then to sort of make sense of it. Do you think that in general, people not understanding their rising signs and their sun signs and their moon signs and their day or their night charts or whatever is a missed opportunity? Or, you know, do you kind of have some ways for even layman's like myself to be able to kind of process that information? Because astrology is not a simple subject. It's like mathematical and it's tough. I feel. Yeah, you know, yeah, no, I agree with you. When I first started astrology, like, it took me a good few years before I felt comfortable even reading for someone else. Like I started studying in about 2007 and I didn't read for any, like I wouldn't charge anyone to read until about 2012. So like, that was like just me studying and practicing and doing stuff for free just to learn. And like, I will tell you, like, even now I'm not a master astrologer. Like there are so many astrologers out there that could like blow me out of the water, you know, with what Mm -hmm. they do. Um, but I, but I do, I, because it is, it, it's a hardcore science with lots of math, lots of memorization, lots of lots of different ways you can interpret things um and i and i tend to rely on my intuition and memory you know as best as i can but um i i think that it's it's not easy however i will say that getting a semi-decent understanding of astrology should be like imperative i feel like everyone should Mm. like everyone should know just a little bit just a little bit just even even so that 
if you know your rising sign and your sun sign, I think that that's great because that can help you if you read like any super long horoscope. So I know there's a couple monthlies out there. Like we have a monthly horoscope um, and it's really, really long. It's actually just like many, many pages long. Um, but you, when you read a monthly horoscope, what'll happen is that once you know your rising sign, if you read for your rising sign, that horoscope, you'll start to understand understand and pick up the language and I feel like that was like one of the ways that I started really learning astrology it was like reading Susan Miller's um, horoscopes every month and so like then I would look at my chart and then I would compare I would figure out like oh and she's like you're going to have so much luck and expansion and romance this month I'd be like what is she talking about? And then I'm like, oh, luck and expansion, that's Jupiter. And then I would be like, oh, wait, but Jupiter's not in my fifth house yet. It's in my fourth house. And then I started to like pick up little things. And I think that, you know, that allowed me one to start to understand the art of astrology, the science of astrology, but then it made me like understand that life is so cyclical. Like there's always going to be moments where, you know, like you're going to have a lot of pressure the universe is going to be like putting pressure on you turning you into a diamond and then there are other times where you know life is a little bit um like quite you know like a little bit quieter a little bit sweeter and I think that if you know those time periods in advance they're less stressful (laughs) I was gonna say actually and you know our listener at home probably hears me bang on about this but you know I've been really learning about the elements and kind of trying to understand for myself what element I believe I'm in at a specific time and I think that it's allowed me to understand a bit more yeah about cycles and I think for my own journey as well when I understand more about my cycles it's actually allowed me to feel a little bit more compassionate for myself so instead of maybe Mm -hmm. feeling like girl why are you getting so emotional about this stupid thing I go oh yeah it's because I feel like I'm in water right now so it would make sense to me that I may be a little bit more emotional than at other periods. So do you find that understanding the cycles and understanding some of these influences that we have around us does allow for more compassion or just self-awareness? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, an easy cycle is the moon cycle because you can like look up in the sky and see it at any point. And I find that, you know, like I, I write a lot about the new moon and the full moon. Um, and if you kind of, if you remember this, like one thing that I always tell people, cause I may, I think it's easier to remember which one is which, cause I used to get them confused all the time, but the new moon happens when the sky is the darkest and under a new moon, that's when you set intentions. That's when you can start, initiate, begin things. And you remember this by thinking about ancient farmers and how they never planted under a full moon because critters and insects would eat their seeds. So you always want to plant under the dark. So like, I'm always like, oh, the sky is dark. It's time to plant seeds. And then on the other hand, the full moon is when everything's lit up. You can see everything. This is the time of revelation culmination conclusions secrets coming out information coming out and it's because you can see the moon and this is not a time period for you to act this is where you stop and listen and pause Mm -hmm. so like I find that like when you if you can start to kind of even just start to get in tune with that energy you remind yourself you know what like I'm tired it's time to rest Like, you know, like it's under, you're like, oh, it's a full moon out. That's because I'm not supposed to be doing anything. Like I'm supposed to be 
watching for feedback from the universe, you know, like I'm supposed to be in quiet and solitude, like I'm supposed to be observing, I'm supposed to be cleaning and cleansing and clearing and releasing. And then under a new moon, you're like, oh, I know it's time for me to act. But I feel like that's, a, you know, one of the many cycles, and there's so many cycles out there that you can tap into. But I feel like they, at the end of the day, they're very much like, you know, be active, relax, be yeah. active, relax, like kind of like a wave flowing, which I think is important because especially like as women, like sometimes we work so hard, work, 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 and yeah. our bodies need to relax, you know, and for the men out there too, y'all need to relax as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Even as entrepreneurs and I could talk about business, you know, forever. I love this. One of my favorite subjects to discuss, but you know, very often as entrepreneurs, we are, like you said, always doing. And if we're not doing, we're feeling guilty because we know we have 25,000 things to do. Do you find that part of developing and tapping into your inner wisdom has been able to honor the cycles that you're going through and know that, you know, I'm resting right now, everything will get done when it's meant to? Yeah. It's still hard, but yeah, I definitely had to sit down for 45 minutes today with a bunch of crystals on me to meditate and chill myself out because I was like getting so overwhelmed <laughs> and I was like, no, I'm just going to lay here. I'm going to lay here and I forced myself to do it. I was like playing all this wonderful like drumming and I was like, you're going to stay here until you feel wonderful again. <laughs> you will shift and then you will do the things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I think that, you know, it's, I think it's really important um, as entrepreneurs or just anyone, you know, in business that you take time for yourself and you allow yourself the space to relax. And like, actually, it's really important for your creativity, right? Because if you're going, 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 like you don't have any room to process. Yep. And it's like, you know, it might be like that conversation over drinks with, you know, one of your friends that you have your next great business idea, you know, mm -hmm. or it might be because you were walking your dog in the park and you had the space to like, not to step away from it for an idea to come up or a solution to a problem. So I think that ensuring you, you know, make time to rest and try to roll with the cycles as best that you can, you know, like I, I'm, I have not mastered it. I try really hard, <laughs> but yeah. you know, I, I do, I do try. Yeah. Yeah. And at least you're aware, you know, it's funny. Cause I was just talking about this with somebody yesterday that they were dealing with somebody who refuses to take a break, like some, an employee and I'm like, how else do you get inspiration and new ideas and fresh perspectives? And it's exactly what you're talking about just now. You know, when you were sort of, I guess, developing your inner wisdom, do you feel that that was a journey that was, you know, kind of came from something? Or do you feel like you've always been wise? You've always been the wise. I mean, you kind of mentioned that you were maybe a little bit ahead of your of your friends that maybe you were a bit of a trendsetter in that way, for lack of a better word, but, you know, where did the discovery part sort of come in with getting to know yourself or has it always been there? You know, that's such an interesting question. It's something I've actually never thought about in depth. And I'm like sitting here and I'm like, you know, I feel like I kind of stumbled upon, I don't know if it's always been there. I think maybe it probably has always been there, but I didn't 
know it was any different or I didn't know what it was or I didn't fully understand it. Um, and I'm like trying to think, I remember when I first started getting into astrology and I found that like, for some reason, I feel like I would know, like I would do it in a sort of non-traditional way when I was like doing readings for people. Like, I feel like I would be called to certain planets, like look here, look there, look down this way, this one, this one. Did you notice this? And it would be like a whole situation and then a story would come together in my head, but that wasn't like the way that I was necessarily taught to do it. Mm. And I like to think that that was like probably the the time that I was most aware that that voice was like something deeper inside of me if that makes sense yes. you know I I think this this inner voice conversation is so fascinating because of course I can only hear my inner voice not other people's inner voices I wish I could hear everybody's <laughs> inner voice <laughs> be careful what you wish for you might not want that <laughs> yeah right <laughs> But I'm just like, the, like when I think of, you know, only I only had the experience of my own inner voice, right? But a part of me feels like it's like, it's always there. They're just time periods where we just quiet it down. We, we don't, we're not as open to it, right? But I feel like we all are probably like, even as little kids, like running around with a loud, you know, imaginative, like beautiful, robust inner voice. And then, you know, life happens and we kind of like shove it. And so like, it goes back into like, you know, the recesses of our heart. And then we have to, as we get older, we have to do a little bit of work to kind of like pull it out again. Yes. You know, like, I, I mean, that's, that's my thought. I, and I feel like that's for everyone, but I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, I think you're right. Because if you think about it, we really do sort of become, even if we don't want to, a conglaboration, I hope I said that properly, of, of other people's beliefs, of the things that we've read, of the experiences that we've had, of the things that we've been told about ourselves. And it sounds to me like, you know, there's a lot, there's a hell of a lot in some cases of unpacking that we almost need to do so that we can identify that, wait a minute, I do have inner wisdom. I do have this yeah. internal compass. I do not listen, yeah. need to listen to the voice of my mother or my father or my aunt or whoever that's telling me, you know, a certain thing about myself that I can check in with my own heart and my own truth. What are some ways yeah. that you recommend people learn to sort of quiet those voices, those beliefs and tap into their inner wisdom? You mentioned working with crystals and using that to sort of shift your attitude or your, your mindset. Is that a way of getting started? Yeah, yeah. Sorry. I just I really love what you what you said a minute ago though cuz I like started to envision it in my head and I feel like I'm just like thinking of like, you know, the voice of your mom, the voice of your dad, yeah. the voice of your grandma, the voice of all these voices and I'm thinking and I'm like getting in my head like this crowd, right? Yeah. And then your inner voice is like right in the middle and then there's this crowd and all the voices are screaming and fighting over, you know, like trying to get your attention and then yeah. And then, and then it's like, and then it's, you have to be like cart, like, you know, clamoring through the crowd to get to the inner voice and be like, what are you saying? Yes. <laughs> you know, to get in touch with the, with the inner voice. And so, you know, I, I, so one of my favorite ways, um, is I, I tend to be, a, um, 
pretty good when I have to like focus in on something. So that's why astrology made it very easy for me to start to access that voice or better yet to identify that that was the voice that was the inner voice and not like all the other voices. And I think that um, astrology helped me, but another thing that helped me was actually a meditative practice. So like in, uh, in um, when I was studying shamanism, um, there's uh, a term called shamanic journeying, and it's actually very similar to timeline healing. Um, so they're both like these meditative practices where you more or less bring yourself to, you imagine yourself in your favorite place in nature, and then you call in your higher self and then you start to like allow your imagination to kind of flow right and so I think doing a lot of those activities really really helped me to like be able to like visualize that I'm going down to this place so I'm calming my mind calming my body and I will definitely use crystals in this practice just because I feel like it helps me so I'm obsessed with like these selenite harmonizers I have I think they're like I don't they're amazing they're like so amazing um we sell them on the shop because I'm obsessed with them like I keep I put them in one of our um one of our subscription boxes like I'm just like they're amazing but you hold them they're two cylinders and you hold them while you're in meditation I feel like it's like light flowing through me but it allows me to get super super calm very quickly so like I will envision myself down in this beautiful place in nature and then I will call in my higher self or I'll call in like the soul of anybody I need to work with at that moment or I'll call in like my younger self and like I can go to the past or to the future and like send that time in my life healing and love and wonderfulness but I think that by making that commitment to kind of like move through all of the voices to locate your inner voice I think I feel like that's the key is more when you are in meditation so you can do it that way where you like go call call your higher self to you or you can start to just be more conscious and aware of what like just be a listener of your mind right so like I feel like I think of meditation and often it's like just quiet your mind just quiet your mind and I don't honestly I don't have too much success with that but what I do have success with is being able to be an observer of my mind so being like oh oh that voice again oh there's negative Nancy or like oh there's Debbie Downer oh what are you scared of (laughs) oh like are you 10 year old me (laughs) are you like you know like being able to start oh like doesn't doesn't didn't your mom always say that doesn't your dad say that you know like stuff like that so like starting to become really observe like observing all the different voices and starting to understand and isolate them so then I can like clear away the cutter clutter and be like hey wisdom come through you know, and then you start to be able to sense the energy of it. Yes. And you know what? I think you just hit the nail on the head there because you're talking about being the observer of the thought, as opposed to thinking you are the thought. And I remember I learned a few years ago and I'm turning 39 next month. So 
let me say, it took me a while and I wish I had known this earlier, but anyway, that aside, I know when I needed to learn it. We don't need to believe everything that we think. And when you're able to observe the thought and not feel like you are the thought, like you said, you're able to start to almost compartmentalize where these things are coming from and tap into that inner wisdom. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love, yeah, when I figured that out, I was like, oh, now I don't yeah. feel as like ruled, you know, by everything. And it's like, then instead of me being like, oh my God, shut up everything. It's like, yeah. cause that wasn't working for me. You know, like yeah. some people are much better at like the, I do better in active meditations. Like I can get into a meditative state, but it's, but it's easier for me to do it. And like, I need to be fully present and active in the meditation and I get more out of it. I don't do as well with just like sit there and try to, you know, like push the thoughts out of my head. <laughs> yes. Yes. And I it's think like that's important. Different. Yeah. Some people think that, oh, I can't meditate. They don't realize that by doing pottery or adult coloring in or something like that, there are these ways that you can connect to that without having to sit and quiet your mind. So one of the things that you did mention earlier was the crystal selenite. And I will say that um, I had a guest previously that I interviewed last year, Lindy, and she first told me about selenite wands. And I got it and she sent me a selenite wand. And I, I just remember thinking, this is by far one of the most beautiful crystals I have ever seen in my whole life. And I've since bought a couple of other selenite pieces. So I guess I'm kind of wondering whether or not we can talk now a bit about crystals, whether or not you have some essential mm -hmm. crystals that you have to have in your toolkit. I know that you have a lot of this available as well through my little magic shop, and we will put a link to that in the show notes as well. But what are some of the crystal essentials and why do you think crystals work? Like, do you kind of sometimes think it's a placebo or have you actually had some experiences with crystals where you go, no, I know for sure that by me connecting with this crystal, I was able to do X, Y, Z. I mean, honestly, could it be both? Like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, Cause I mean, you think about like, I don't know reality. Like, I feel like the older I get, the more that I'm just like, I don't think I understand reality. Like what's real. Yeah. And then I'm going to tell you, I went on, a, um, I went on a, uh, I did a mushroom ceremony with um with a shaman and yeah. that really had me being like well what's real anyway <laughs> so, like, I, so I'm like well I mean when I think about crystals yes they have um, like I can tell you so many crazy crystal stories that like I'm a believer in crystals right but I mean like I'm also like our mind we're actually like actively creating reality all the time so like I'm like did I don't like is it uh, like when you take a sugar pill and then your headache goes away, like, is it the same thing? I don't know. But the thought process is that just like any other piece of matter in, you know, in existence, it has, um, crystals have their own unique frequency or energy or vibration. So like we have our own vibrations. The difference is that ours are always fluctuating based off of what's around. So like, you know, like you walk into a room after somebody just had an argument, like you, you, even if they don't say anything, you know, something just went down or like, you know, you walk into a room and you, it's a surprise party or something like you, you feel it, you know, there's yeah. something you feel it. And then you can like, 
you know, be a bunch of, like one friend could start laughing and then all of a sudden everybody's laughing so hard that their, you know, stomachs hurt. And I feel like vibration, like this, this energy is very contagious, right? So similarly, crystals have certain vibrational or energy signatures to them, depending on, you know, the color and the type of crystal, depending on like how it was, you know, the scientific part, <laughs> how it was actually made. And so I guess, um, so how, how that works is that just like a friend who's cracking up over here and laughing so hard that they're snorting that makes you start laughing, there are certain crystals that it's because your friend is in your energy field, right? You're interacting with that friend. Your crystals can do more or less the same thing, just specific to whatever their energy is. So um, I love selenite. And I think that in selenite is actually one of like the most affordable crystals you can get, which is amazing, but they call it liquid light because it's yeah. all about like helping to cleanse and clear and like raise your vibration up. And like often, even when I um, do healing sessions, I will use selenite to like seal someone's aura or to like move around energy if I need to. Um, so yes, I think, I definitely think they work as for my go-to crystals, the ones I work with the most, um, definitely selenite. I love black tourmaline. So I call black tourmaline my vacuum cleaner. So like, that's the one that I feel like sucks up stuff, <laughs> like anything, like if you have, you know, like any sort of heavy emotion, you just put some black tourmaline there, um, black obsidian. I got some from Mexico that I'm like obsessed with. Um, but I, I use those two for similar purposes. So like if say like have an argument with someone or I'm like really pissed off, I will go sit with some black tourmaline or some black obsidian right on my root chakra and I will lay there. And then I guarantee you 10 minutes later, it'll be like, what fight? <laughs> it's nuts I love um, that I'm a huge <laughs> I, I'm a huge fan of um of malachite I think that it's a super powerful stone mm. they call it the ultimate heart healer so I always recommend it to people if they're going through like any sort of like heart related things so like you know like a breakup or like relationship issues like it doesn't have to be romantic romantic or not um, I love malachite for that rose quartz for just like self-love, mm -hmm. um, you know, just pulling more self-love into your life. Um, I love pyrite for as an abundance crystal. Um, oh. I think it's also great for self-confidence. So, I mean, it's a solar plexus crystal, so it's all about willpower. So like I will sometimes like place that right on my chest or I'll make a grid out of it. Like I had a, um, us uh pyrite clear quartz and black tourmaline grid up for a while because I was working with um trying to release any sort of blocks to abundance and that grid was amazing so the black tourmaline took out the blocks and then the pyrite pulled on the pulled in the abundance um I can go on and on I'm obsessed with amethyst <laughs> it's great for sleep for helping you to sleep it's also a third eye crystal so like if you're really working on your intuition you can place that bad boy right on your third eye and you know just use it to while you lie down just to like meditate and you might even start feeling your like third eye twitching a little bit I was meditating this morning with um some angel eye and my like third eye started twitching really crazy and then the crystal fell off and I was like okay <laughs> 
That's oh, so yeah. cool. You mentioned mm. earlier crystal grids. Is there a right or wrong way to do a crystal grid? Do you have to find like I a map or can you do it intuitively? Yeah, so I am a big <laughs> fan of like, oh, sorry, Onyx, no. <laughs> Onyx, and your dog is named Onyx. Love that. Yep, named I love it. After the crystal, she's a puppy. Um, she's only six months old and she's very, um, she attended the mushroom ceremony with me. She's a witchy, she's a witchy dog. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> yeah. Um, you just asked me about, oh, crystal, crystal grids. grids. Yeah. So I, I, I want to say this about crystal grids or just almost any other practice, right? I'm a big fan of people just like learning whatever way it is to do it and then just do it however you feel like doing it. Like I'm a big fan of just using your intuition. So like, of course, I really love to do crystal grids using the seed of life or the flower of life because those are my favorites. Um, and I feel really drawn to those symbols. Um, so you can do a crystal grid on anything you want. You know, like you can pick if you want to use sacred geometry, totally fine. If you want to just do it based off of your intuition, totally fine. Like I think about them as like, I don't know, like the Batman symbol. So like, you know how like they like shine the Batman symbol and then, you know, and then Batman comes. Like, I feel like it's almost like a beacon out to the universe of like your intention. So like whatever makes your heart happy, it makes you feel like emotionally connected to that intention. As long as, you know, like you, you know, put that intention into the grid. I think that, um, I think it's totally fine. This episode has been brought to you by the Afterlight Institute. Ignite the light, magic, and miracles within. Yeah, I love that a lot. And I remember I was working with a client a little while ago and we were talking about some spiritual stuff and she goes, well, is there a wrong way to do anything? And I'm like, no, there's not a wrong way. I think we're often taught that you know, oh, you have to follow this system or you have to do this, 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 this way, but spirituality in my experience, and I think you would agree, it's not like that. It's really about that whole inner wisdom connection, isn't it? Going back to what we've been talking about throughout our conversation, it's about tapping into that inner truth. And if something doesn't feel right, probably not right. Just adjust it, pivot. Yeah, yeah, I absolutely completely agree. And it's like, funny that like I feel that way because you know I started my journey with astrology which is like a little bit like mathematics yeah. <laughs> like mathematics yeah. and it's like pretty like you know cut and dry but I found that it's it's in the beginning that's how it feels it feels like you have to do it a certain way yeah. but then you know after some time and getting used to it you you find your own sort of way so like I'm a big fan of like you know doing the research you know like you want to learn about crystal grids like read a little bit and see what resonates with you what makes you feel good inside and then from there you know like you go on and you experiment and you see what works like I don't I, I just, I don't believe that like you have to do, like if you don't, you know, like if you do, I think someone said, oh, I, I think it was like to a blog post I wrote or something. And I was like trying to like put into words, how do you like properly smudge yourself? And they wrote me this long thing about how like you better go counterclockwise because that's the way that the energy moves. And like, it's wrong if you do it clockwise. And I was just like, I felt better afterwards. The yeah. energy's gone. So like, what does it matter? Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because like, when like, I do like, that, 
I just move my hands the way that it feels intuitively right to do it. And I was taught from um, some First Nation people where I grew up how to smudge. And, you know, they were just really a lot about like bathing your body in a way that felt comfortable for you. And just knowing that the intention was to cleanse and clear. And that's what it was doing. So, yeah, I agree. There's no wrong way of doing anything. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, like all these things are just tools, you know, like they're at the end of the day, they are in support of your intuition. Like that's all it is. Like your, your, your intuition and your intention, like that's the most important part, your intention and your feelings towards that intention. Like you don't really need anything besides that, right? Like you can have the intention right now to cleanse your whole body and you don't need any sage at all. You just need that intention. But because of, you know, we're humans, like we like, we like ritual. We like Mm. to physically see things, you know, and like, that's something that's a little bit harder to see. So because of that, we create these, you know, practices and tools, which are actually, they're very helpful, but they're not necessary. But knowing that they are in aid of your intuition, intention, I think it's most important for you to spend most of your time on the intention and the feeling and emotion connected to that intention and then use the tool. So it's like, just like with the crystal grids, your intention is solid. Like you're like, you know what? Like I want this new job and I'm going to make this crystal grid for this new job. And I'm imagining myself feeling all like excited and happy and like grateful that I got this new job. Woohoo. Yay. Then you do the crystal grid and it's fine. I'm sure you'll get the new job, but it's more about the intention and connecting back that emotion. Yes. I love that. Shireen, would you be willing to share one of your crazy crystal stories? I'd love to hear one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, actually it was one of the, it was probably the, the store, the, the moment I knew that energy was real. (laughs) So I am, I don't remember how I got in touch with this guy, but I found this shaman. He's a Hawaiian shaman who later ended up becoming one of my teachers or a shamanic practitioner. He prefers to be called. Um, And he does shamanic Reiki and like does like Huna shamanism. And so I found him like, I don't remember, maybe someone told me about him and I was like, I'm going to heal some of my issues today. I'm going in and I'm going to like let go and I'm going to get to my truth. And I was determined. So I like marched into his office. We talked for like 30 minutes. He lays me down on the table. And so, um, so I'm laying down on the table. He's, I don't know what he's doing. You know, he's burning stuff. I hear noises, blah, blah, blah. And then he starts to like, he puts crystals on my body and I'm laying there and I'm like, I hope this works. Cause I want to be healed. <laughs> I'm like, I think at the time I was probably like, you know, like d- dealing with some stupid boy problem or another, you know? And so I'm like laying there and I'm like, yes, let's like get rid of whatever childhood stuff. So he says to me, um, he was like, he takes out this stone, um, I don't remember what, I think it might've been like a stone stone. And so he says, listen, so we're going to, um, we're going to help you release, you know, an emotion you've been holding on to. And so he was like, okay, I want you to pick a feeling. And I was like, okay, I want to let go of guilt. Cause I feel guilty about everything all the time. I hate it. It's ridiculous. So he's like, all right, let's check in with the word guilt. So he's like, uh, go back 10 years tell me about a time you felt guilty. And so I was like, oh, I could recall it. And he's like another 10 years. 
recall it, you know, we go back in time and he's like, okay, that's the word. He's like, I want you to say guilt into this crystal three times. And I was like, or the, the rock. And, and so I did, you know, said it very like, you know, a little apprehensively yeah. and, and gently, you know, like, all right, what's about to happen. Okay. So like, then he's like, okay, great. So then he takes it and he puts it right on my throat chakra. So I'm laying there and I'm like, you know, like, I wonder what he's doing. And then all of a sudden I start to feel like a little pulsing, like a gentle pulsing. And I'm like, oh, I think my mind is making like playing tricks on me. Like, is that like, is anything, is something happening or am I just thinking it's happening because like, whatever. So I'm like laying there, I'm debating this, you know, having this whole like intellectual, you know, conversation in my head, like, is that really pulsing or is it not pulsing? And then the pulsing growth starts to get more and more intense, more intense, more intense. And then I'm just like starting to freak out a little bit because I'm like, no, I'm not making this up. So I think something's wrong with my throat. I think something's wrong with my throat. And then there's like this explosion. Like, I don't even know how to explain it. Like, and it's like literally like, someone cracked open my throat and like just all this feeling came out of it and I don't even know how to like I don't even know how to fully put it into words and I so I start going what did you do to me what did you do what's happening what's happening to me what did you do and I start hysterically crying like sobbing 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 like what did you so he stops what he's doing and he's like you could see he was slightly panicked a little bit you know because he's like what's going on tell me how you're feeling what's happening with you and I was like what did you do (laughs) and so then he's um so then the pulsing starts to like calm down so like now it's like calming 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 and then it just goes away like it wasn't even there And I was mind blown, like just completely and utterly mind blown, could not, did not like, took me a while to, um, to understand. And then like, sometimes I'm like, did I make that up or like, did it really, but I'm pretty sure it really happened. And then I like walked out of there. I felt like all clear and calm and happy. And like, it was amazing, but that's probably my craziest that's so great I freaking love that is this the same um, shamanic practitioner that you did your mushroom ceremony with no actually so this woman oh my gosh she she runs um she's oh my god I recommend her to so many people um so she has a a company called one heart they do like retreats and stuff as well um so she does she's doing a retreat I think in March and in Egypt but this woman like when you talk about found her calling like she is meant to do this like she is meant to work with the with plant medicine um but her name is Evelyn um um I can I will send you her her information because I want everyone to like yeah work I'll with put her. it in the show notes. Um, but no yeah, like she she's phenomenal. But um, no, she actually met her through a mutual friend. Um, and then it took me some time to build up the courage to do it <laughs> um, and to go. But then I just, you know, I had I felt like I was thinking about a lot and I had all this astrology stuff happening in my chart, like Pluto was squaring my sun, which is all about like stepping into your inner power. But like it's very um, it's a very uh 
testy time period. <laughs> um, so I, I went and, um, and worked with her and it was a small group. I got a couple of my uh, girlfriends to come with me and we did it under a full moon. Um, and it was like mind blowing, like beautiful, lots of realizations, lots of, uh, moments where I was just like, what's real. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Did she take you on a guided um, meditation? Did she suggest things for you to think about? Or was it really just about creating a safe space for you to go through your own experience? Yeah. I mean, on that type of uh, dosage, I think that you need to um, just have a safe space because like at that point, what they, what she does is she holds the energy of the room high, mm -hmm. right? So she's keeping the vibration high, like surrounding it with love, like her and her partner, like they would make sure that, you know, they were singing and laughing and like dancing while keeping an eye on everyone. And then more or less the medicine takes you on its own, like on it, your own journey. And so what happened is they, you know, like they play the music and they make sure you're okay. You know, like they're keeping, keeping the vibe super high and you're like listening to these beautiful Icaros and, you know, like just kind of going on the journey through the music. Um, and then like, you know, once you come down, everyone's like, Oh my God, I saw my soul. <laughs> yeah. I understand myself. I'm wonderful. <laughs> you think you're, so you're so powerful. so <laughs> Do you think you'll do something like that again? I mean, or do you feel like that was a one-time yeah. thing? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Definitely. Absolutely. Already planning it. Um, I, I just feel like it's so, I feel like everybody should do it. I've like convinced one parent I, um, and the other parent will go soon. Like I'm like, I'm determined to get everyone I know to go do it. I think that I have a tremendous amount of respect for plant medicine. Like, I think that, you know, especially in a time like now where we're so bombarded by like all of these messages and, you know, just stuff mm. coming at us from everywhere. And we're constantly having to filter. I think that, you know, in those few hours, you are really in, I don't know, a different world almost, but like it, it helps you understand that life is more than just this. And I feel like that alone, once you see that, will lead you further and deeper into your own personal journey. And you realize that like, you're not alone. Like, even if you feel like you're alone, like there's so much, there's so much help. Yeah. There's so much help. And I think, I feel like people, more people need to know that. And I think they also need to understand the magnificence of their power. Like people, mm -hmm. like we are just humans so lucky and powerful and like our thoughts just like create so much like when we're ready to change this world we can like we just have to believe that we can like that's all it is and I feel like if more and more people you know just keep like learning this message and being open to this message that this world could be the most magnificent paradise. Like we just have to keep like talking about this stuff and spreading this information and sharing with people and share. And if you can't share the information, just share love. 
mm-hmm. you know, love and compassion. And like, that'll do it, do the trick too. Yeah. Oh, that's so beautiful. I feel like that's just the best note to end on because we already out of time. If you can believe it, Shri, I could talk to you. It's like, what? But I, I think that that's like the perfect way to end. But unfortunately, I, we're not going to end there because I do want to just quickly ask you a little bit about my little magic shop, because I love how you backed yourself. You went all in on your big idea. Can you tell our listener at home a little bit about my little magic shop? What's it full of? How can people find out more about it? And um, anything else that you felt like you'd like to ca- talk about today as well? I'd love to give you the, the, um, the space. Yeah, sure. So my little magic shop is, um, well, we sell all sorts of magical goodies. Um, so we sell crystals and candles and I do even custom rituals. Um, we have a monthly subscription box and this is probably like by far the thing I'm most excited and proud of. Like, I love all the things, like I probably own like everything, um, but <laughs> our subscription box, every single month, we come up with a theme, like something that we're really excited to learn. Like for instance, this month's box is about um, stepping into abundance and like letting go of that poverty mindset. Mm-hmm. And so the, the reason this even came up is because I was having a conversation with actually um, the shaman that I was talking to you about earlier that I did the ceremony. And I was saying that at this point, like, especially people that do this type of work, like it's time for us to step into our abundance because, because, you know, we probably had many, many lifetimes doing this work and doing it in the shadows and like unable to support ourselves running from, you know, getting killed, like, or being burnt at the stake or like whatever it is. So we might accidentally have these, not accidentally, but just like this, these embedded issues with money with abundance with if we deserve it if we can't even do this work for money because we couldn't for so long and so we started talking about how like cutting cords with like you know normally people do cord cutting with other people and I was like no let's cut I want to cut cords with like you know past lifetimes of poverty like screw Mm -hmm. that like you know so um so I decided to come up with a box that's really focused in on abundance and so one of the activities in there is a beautiful cord cutting ceremony with candles um as well as um we did a a feng shui money uh, money bowl and so there's an entire ritual just on abundance so I make these boxes like I say it's for y'all but it's really for me (laughs) but we make these beautiful boxes every single month um that I'm like so excited about because they're really you know um special to me so that's I mean when you think of the shop the shop is really just about connecting people with tools you know to be able to become their magical selves and to make their own magic like that's what we're dedicated to and so um we also are really big on you know sharing of information sharing of resources so you know i do classes i do workshops um we have an astrology 101 class coming up which i'm super excited to teach um we also you know do we do events and we just and i have a podcast so um we just want to share lots of knowledge 
And we want to give people really like amazing tools and like the how to to be able to use them. And then we want to create community around that because we want magic makers to feel supported. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's pretty much my little magic shop. I love it so much. Well, what an awesome conversation, my sister. And I will put a link to everything that you mentioned in the show notes as well. And depending on when our listener at home listens to this episode, because we know sometimes people discover podcasts way longer, like years later after they've been live forever, uh, do check out the Afterlight Instagram because we're going to be giving away a little Zen box at some point. So depending on when you listen to this, you may get in the running to win. Shireen, thank you so much for being here. I have loved talking to you. You're just so great. (laughs) Uh, Thank you so much. I had a great time connecting with you. And I just, you know, thank you so much for having me. Hi. Thanks so much for listening to the episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please leave us a review where you listen to your podcasts and share it with your friends. Thank you. New episodes every Thursday.